I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track monitored accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. You're listening to Bass Fishing for News, Alan Finn Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan Milford and Sean Lambert. To the Bass Fishing Tribute segment on the Fallon Finn Podcast. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Sean Lavery. With me, as always, is my good bud, Ryan Milford. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, what's going on, man? Sorry, I was, uh, I was looking here. We had a little bit of a malfunction going on for a second, so I was trying to uh, <laughs> look at that. I think you got it before I did. Sweet. Well, we are uh, in business tonight, <laughs> and uh, we'll... Uh, keep on going we'll try and hit any uh, technical snafus that we get and work through them but uh hopefully we'll be pretty uneventful but uh thanks for tuning in again tonight everyone um uh tonight we have uh, another special guest mr dusty yacker so welcome to the show dusty thank you for coming on thank you so much for having me man it's uh it's uh it was kind of an otherwise boring night and uh it's a, it's a good opportunity to talk and chat and just kind of you know shoot the shoot the breeze fishing Absolutely. We you know, love talking fishing. <laughs> you know, I've always thought it was interesting that your last name's Yacker and you got into uh, kayaking. I'm sure that was a bad joke. That, that was a bad joke. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people had asked me, you know, is Yacker actually your last name? And of course it's not. Um, it's, it's, it's really a ridiculous, uh, you know, moniker. Um, but equally ridiculous is why I had to do it. Um, you know, I'm, I, w- I just resigned, but I was a teacher for quite some time. And uh, students these days with technology and social media, man, you can't, you know, you can't have them. You can't have them knowing your accounts or trying to do anything or sending messages. It's just a, a, an awful situation to get embroiled in. Um, so I, I, you know, I just made up a you know, weird name like Dusty Yak. And I'm like, they'll never find me with that name. So they're, they're clever, man. They're slick. <laughs> they were always asking me about my personal life, this, this and that. Um, so I just made up this moniker that wasn't uh, my real name. And, uh, you know, it was just sort of embarrassing to be honest with you at first, uh, but, but, but now, but cause, and my name's not dusty either. It's Dustin. And in fact, uh, when I was young and people called me dusty, I, I, I couldn't stand it, <laughs> Ridiculous. but now it's, it's a term of endearment and I, and I, and I don't care about those things anymore. And, and, I, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice when people call me dusty and know me as dusty. And, uh, my real name is Dustin Mergia. Um, that's, that's my full name. My birth name um so yeah uh that's the story behind the whole yacker thing 
Nice. Well, nice. you know, I, I've always thought it was kind of cool, and you know, it, yeah, it's know. got a good flow to it. It do, it does have a good flow to it because there's there's precedent for it in our culture. You know, there's uh, like uh, Dusty Baker from the ex Cubs coach and, and San Francisco guy and, play, and player. There's a uh, Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Springfield. It's just kind of a. It's just kind of yeah. It kind of flows. It's got the right syllable. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of it's all right. Cool. Well, for those of uh, the folks who don't know you uh, or haven't heard of you, uh, give uh, let them know uh, who you are. Where, I guess you already said who you are, but where you're from and um, sure. kind of how you got into uh, fishing and then kayak fishing, and we'll go from there. Yeah, you know, I, I was just t- I was just uh, telling the story as we were sort of uh, uh, briefly kind of reintroducing ourselves and getting to know one another. Um, but you know, of course, I'm Dusty Yacker, and I've been in the kayak scene. Um, for, I, I don't know, maybe about five to seven years in terms of like kayaking and fishing, <clears throat> but um, in the scene tournament-wise and online-wise, maybe for about three or four years now. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, uh, which, you know, as we were discussing, isn't exactly, you know, <laughs> ass fishing capital of the world, but um, surprisingly, there are a lot of great anglers out this way, and there's a pretty cool scene, um, and there's some decent fisheries that I like to fish, and of course, I, I travel around the country, too. Um, I got into the kayak scene um, because, uh, I mean, really the substantial story is the fact that my my wife, Maria, um, gifted it to me in a surprise birthday party. Um, we'd all, we'd, we had kind of seen them at the box stores and the sports stores, and I always said, what, what a cool, easy way to get on the water. Um, <clears throat> for quite a while, um, I mean, I've always loved fishing. I've always had a passion for fishing, and, and, and when I was younger, um, I dabbled in tournaments with my father who was, who was taking it a little more seriously. And, uh, you know, I was influenced by him a lot. Um, but, uh, she, she surprised me with this kayak. Uh, I had a, a forerunner truck that was nice, but older. And I didn't, I didn't really care about like throwing it on the roof and stuff like that. Um, so that's what I did. I, I kind of just threw this cheaper, um, a sun doll. It was like a water quest, kind of a sit in sun dolphin. It was a 10 and a half foot, at the time, I thought it was very slick because I was very naive to what actually existed on the market. Hey, so, uh, so, so yeah, so I got so I so I got it and I threw it on the roof and immediately had more access than I ever had before. Even even in even in that kind of model with a pad with a simple paddle, and um, it was funny because I was just talking about that kayak today and that those experiences today with another person. Uh, but that's exactly what I did. I enjoyed the uh, portability and I enjoyed the access to water and I enjoyed the intimacy, like just like literally be- being being right at that water level and, um, and 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 sort of learning the nuances of the paddle stroke and paddle sport. And I was just it was just a great thing. And I, and I really loved it. And I thought I thought it was one of the one of the one of the most impactful gifts um, and thoughtful gifts I, I, I really ever received it really changed my life. Because it was um, in that kayak that I, I just randomly I randomly uh, bumped into some guy at a, at a launch ramp at a forest preserve, kind of where I live out in the suburbs, and he was sort of in a rush, um, but you know he was cool and we we were talking, and he he had a he had a um, I, I forget what model kayak he had, but he had uh, you know a more sophisticated one, one that I one that I kind of eyed you know kind of seen superiority and he and anyways he told me about the local kayak scene and he told me about these things these online tournaments which i really couldn't wrap my head around because i was kind of old school and i you know weigh-ins and things like that i was like how do you do it at a kayak do, do, do you have a net do you have a live well like how do you and he's like no it's it's all done online with measuring boards and, and apps and stuff i was like no way so i remember how excited i was for that uh, like just trying to investigate i remember i went home and that, i created the account dusty hacker I was like, I can Facebook and search this stuff. <laughs> so um, I found uh, ABL, which was the Kayak Bass League, which was <clears throat> in the middle of its season and wasn't going to start its new season and register new members till January. And, and like a, a, a limit, it was like a 40 or 50 member limit. And I remember it on like midnight on January 1st, and it usually fills, you know, pretty quick. And I was like all paranoid. <clears throat> I, re- I remember that night. You know, saying, man, I'm going to wake up early and register. And it was no no big deal. You know, it took a couple of days for it to fill, and, and I eventually got in. But the Kayak Bass League in Illinois was um, sort of my uh, indoctrination into how these things work and sort of, uh, you know, into the community. So um, it was really from that point. And then 
you know what? I apologize. My, fir- my first online event was actually the Michigan Kayak Trail. The Kayak Bass League had to wait until January to be a member. The Michigan Kayak Trail let you fish even if you weren't a member. So okay. that was my first experience, and that, that's, a, that's a heck of a story. Um, but anyways, it was those sort of local trails. Um, Michigan, the Michigan Kayak Trail lakes weren't far from me at all. I'm in Chicago, so it was just around the southern bend of Lake Michigan, up, in, up into that area that I'm familiar with anyways because I had been traveling there for a long time. So yeah, it was great. It was uh, two pretty cool local things. I couldn't believe it existed. I couldn't believe there was an opportunity for me to compete like that with, you know, for some cash and prizes. Um, and, uh, you know, the, I, I guess the rest is history because it, it was it was really through those trails and through those tournaments that I had a lot of success that I eventually won a couple of Hobies um, and, and, and championships. And um, that sort of was a, a, was a was a good platform for me to try to explore the national scene a little more. Okay. That's sort of that's sort of the long and short of it of, of how I got started. Of course, as a child, I was just you know just freaking out about fishing any any time. The city environment, and I, I love Chicago, you know, in my heart, but the city environment simply not for me, and it really never has been. I've always appreciated the, the rural places more, places that just weren't as, as as densely populated. So I've always I've always kind of freaked out about any sort of water or near water experience or kind of traveling to more to more remote areas and uh you know i've always had the fishing bug okay and like so once you got started into kayak fishing you kind of jumped right into tournaments right away i did i did well no actually actually no actually no um i i took the i had the kayak on on the roof for quite quite a while the truck and we went to we we loved the camp we 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 did so much camping in, in the first three or four years of that kayak ownership and that was a big part of it. We, you know, we would camp next to rivers and lakes and I would, I would explore and, um, and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of do that. But. Okay. And then at what point did you decide Hey, I need to upgrade my game a little bit. And- well, I, I, I didn't decide I happened to win a tournament and, uh, <laughs> the grand prize was a Hobie PA with the camel matting. Actually, it's actually, oh. it's actually the one I'm using right now. <clears throat> um, and, uh, I mean, it was a dream come true. I mean, I, I really, I really, I really didn't comprehend or appreciate it because I really couldn't believe like that kind of happened. Um, I from you know, that that uncomfortable. I'm I'm a six two guy. Um, that sort of uncomfortable <laughs> to you know sitting on top of what what I can you know uh, just a luxury platform. Um, so that really that really gave me the vehicle, if you will, it gave me the platform to be very confident about taking those into different you know into into. into areas and sort of having having a, a you know what i you know a professional setup i guess if you will um and uh you know the 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 competition is is is, is quite a thrill man i mean you know at least lots of other things but i mean that's that is an insane thrill and it's an addiction and it's an adrenaline producer so you know just the thought of competing was always there regardless of what kayak i i, I use but um, I won another Outback, um, so it was really nice to have two different models that kind of had some different approaches. One's one's a little lighter and fast, you know. It was it was nice to have two different models of kayaks, and um, I won a bunch of other stuff too, and, and just continued to win like tons of other kayaks that I eventually sold. But um, I had a lot of success uh, early on, and um, you know, it, uh, it 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 opened up the doors to some other possibilities that I'm sort of currently undergoing now. And, 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 and it's sort of led me to, to where I am right now, you know, talking to you guys with, with what's going on with my life. <laughs> That's cool, man. I want to win a Hobie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot easier than paying for him. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I'm, the idea of a Hobie has never really appealed to me just because I don't know. I, I, I guess I kind of like being the outsider, I guess. And like sure. everybody loves Hobie. And, not everybody. Uh, not everybody. No. <laughs> I think uh, uh, we're in the minority on the paddle and fin crew, I think. So. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think, yeah. Well, anyways, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, the last time I went out, my buddy just got a PA 14. And yeah. I was like, well, let me try it out real quick. And so I tried it out, and it looks pretty nice. It's, I mean, yeah. it's it's quick. That thing's quick. I almost flipped it though, because uh, my kayak, it, like the turning radius on it, is terrible. So I'm used to yeah. that. So I was going, and I turned it all the all the way real quick, and I almost flipped it over because it's got a lot better turning radius than I'm used to. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, um, 
the the 360 uh, just that you know that that's that's relatively new. Um, I mean that 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 is that is insane. I don't know if you ever experienced that, but you could literally turn. No, on I haven't tried one of those with the way that drive position. So once once I use that for quite some time, it's like you know it's like um, you know having Atari or Intellivision as a kid, and then all of a sudden <laughs> see like Nintendo Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Which was wild for me. It was like, holy crap! I could play this in my room on a television, and now now the games are crazy. But you know, it's 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 always, you know, sometimes it's it's the grass is sort of greener, you know, or or I have to get the latest or greatest, or I have to get what's perceived as the best. And I'm a Hobie guy. I mean, I'm 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 a, I'm, I'm on the team. Um, I mean, I I can't imagine fishing out of any platform. I mean, I absolutely love them. But I I would be lying to everybody if I said that that's the only platform for everybody. There's lots of platforms out there, and there's lots of wonderful kayaks out there, and it's kind of your job, at, at, you know, if, you're, if, if if that's your interest and that's what you want to do, it's it's sort of your job to kind of demo things and get in them and fish in them and and kind of try them out and see what fits best for you, and and perhaps the reality of things like budgets and whatnot. I mean, those are those are those are real issues for everybody. Well, let me ask you something. Since you're on the Hobie team, how do you, what do you think about that new kayak that just announced? What the links? The links. Yeah, the links. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, to have the one, to have the power of the 180 drive and 45 pounds of portability. Uh, I mean, some of, some of the places I launch and some of the things that we try to get to are, are nuts. And and you know, having a PA12 or a PA14 sometimes just makes it prohibitive. So to have a slinger like that, to have something lightweight that you could just really carry, um, is, is is awesome. And I love the I love I love the thought of adding that to my fleet. I think. Um, I think I think portability and maneuverability are a great thing, and that's what that that's a, that's a lot of what that that platform has going for it. Um, it's fish. It's it's got a fish finder ready. I believe it's got fish finder mount. You can add an H rail to it for 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 the H rail accessories that are just super super convenient and fast. Um, so I think it's it, it's you know you can accessorize it too. So I think it's got I think it's got um, I think it's got a lot for it, um, and I think. Uh, Hopefully we hopefully we can we can get like the goofiness of what this pandemic has caused with like availability and shipping and stuff. Hopefully we can get the stuff past us and, and, and you know that stuff can be in the market and available and you know. Yeah, that, I mean, I, 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 go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Ryan. I was gonna say, I, I mean, when I first started looking, I had a Kusa HD for a long time with Jackson, mm-hmm. and um, that was my. I hear, first I hear great. I hear great things about that boat. I loved it, and um, but uh, I really wanted to. Uh, jump up to a pedal uh, kayak just to cover yeah. water, yeah. and I Absolutely. did so much research, test uh, paddled or pedaled, I guess, a lot of different things, and okay. finally settled on the Outback. And because I'm a smaller guy, um, okay, uh, like weigh about 150, 160 pounds, and the thought of lugging around the PA 14, you know, <laughs> I just I was like, I'm already struggling sometimes with it weighs as you know, much the, as you do. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, so. Um, <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I really need to look at some some of the smaller boats, and you know, I did. I you know, I, I'd love to be able to have the horizontal rod storage that's in the in the PAs, but um, yeah, that's huge for me. For me, um, and I looked at Old Town. I looked at uh, so many other um, uh, kayaks, and just the layout of the Hobie cockpit. Like for me, as everything is right where I would put it, and that's what really led that to me. Everybody's like, oh, you just got a Hobie because it's a Hobie, and I'm like, no, I. It just it makes sense to me where everything yeah. is and and um, so you know I, I really enjoy it now maybe someday down the road you know depending how serious I get into things you know maybe a PA fourteen will make sense but for right now the the Outback does everything I needed to do it gets me where I want to go and um, I couldn't be happier with it so well I'll tell you man my first team boat was the the was the Outback 2019. I think that was the first year of the newer style and, and, and additions they made on it, which I absolutely love. I think that was my fa- that's my favorite boat of all time, and it was kind of a it was a tearful moment when I had to give that back to the dealership at the end of the year. Um, it was the uh, it was the Camel one too. I mean, I absolutely loved it, and it was perfect for my wife too because I'd be in the PA14 and she could take the, the Camel the Outback on. It was it was it was it was better fit for her. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of cool times in that. I mean, and, um, I competed in the Outback and I really, I really loved it. Uh, I would love to own, um, another Outback to be honest with you. Um, but the PA 14, um, I think is probably the, one of the ultimate ter- tournament rigs. If we can, you know, s- standardize, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe 
rivers, waters, bays, you know, things like that. I mean, tiny little, you know, tiny little places. I mean, it, it, it could still get you in, but you know, there might be some some other ideal uh, kayaks for that. But as far as space, maneuverability, speed, um, you know, storage, all those things, I think the PA fourteen is like the ultimate thing. And I've I've been in a PA. I've never had a PA fourteen. I've been in a PA twelve um, for several years, and I requested a PA fourteen for the team boat. Uh, for next year. So I'm looking forward to, to, to that speed and especially um, the extra storage because <laughs> sometimes I tend to have a lot of gear and a lot of rods. So it's nice, it's nice to have that extra space. I definitely could use a little more on my Outback, but <laughs> my buddy. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I go through, I go through, um, I, I mean, I'm going through sort of a, a, a mental thing right now with, um, I've always been a less is more guy. I've always been. And, and even though I sound hypocritical because I just said I bring a lot of stuff on the, on the tournament tackle, um, I, still, I, 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 I try to adapt this as much as possible. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm really trying to commit to a practical slimming down of gear. I mean, nothing crazy, but, you know, maybe instead of, you know, eight to ten rods, uh, more like five or six. And really slim down is the amount of tackle that I bring because I, re- I, I recently had a really horrible experience where I lost all my tackle and um, it made me realize that I do not need to be carrying that much stuff with me. So a less is more approach I think is, is good. And I think there's some precedent in that too, because I know a lot of guys succeed uh, sometimes uh, carrying less and thinking about less. I'm, I can agree with that. I, I, don't, I don't feel like um too crazy with my stuff you know i I carry you know like five rods with me generally so i I don't after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers if we've learned anything it's that there's always a catch so when i heard that mint mobile wireless plans are 15 dollars a month when you purchase a three-month plan i thought what's the catch but after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I mean, what I mean, whatever you're comfortable with. I mean, whatever whatever sort of your style. And I think that most of the time, I carry eight to ten rods. I mean, I'm only using three or four of them anyway. Yeah. Um, well, I was, and, uh, go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say I, I generally only end up using like two or three. So I mean, there are there are t- there are there are a lot of times where I'm glad I have them all with me because there are different applications. And sometimes when you're when you're when you're pre-fishing. You know, they're to try. Um, but um, I, I, I think there's I think there's a, there's a strong chance for success when you're dialed in to, you know, maybe five or six rods and, and uh, you know, a little less tackle than you would normally bring, at least for me. I was going to ask you how that experience of, of flipping and, and by the way, if anybody hasn't read that or, or checked it out, I, the way you wrote about that on social media, obviously, Oh, we just lost Ryan. He'll be back in a second. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but the way uh, you wrote about that was, I mean, you just, it, it, it almost, I almost lived it through your words. It was kind of, cra- I know, obviously you're a very gifted writer because anybody who wants to check you out should, because you definitely have a way with words. And, uh, but the, just the way you described that, I wondered how that would affect, you know, you're moving forward, how much gear you brought or whether you thought that had anything to do well, with that or. Yes and no. I mean, it was certainly a catalyst, but the irony is that I I, I had been trying to sort of cultivate that for for a long time. I mean, I, I I was trying to like just kind of get a system. I had that in my in my head to do that, and of course, on that day, Matt, I have some GoPro footage of me actually loading up at the launch, and and I I could just, it's, it's it's like I want to tell I just want I just want to put it on pause and tell myself, dude, you're about to lose that. You're about to lose that. You're about to lose that. You idiot! Why are the straps? Why did Why did you close the second strap on your hatch and not just one? So it all got sucked out by the current, you know. Blah blah blah. All these things in hindsight, but <clears throat> what's plain to see is that for a practice session on a river, 
I mean, I, I made I made a silly choice, and I, I I was not thinking clearly. I mean, of course, you're never you're never thinking that you're going to flip and lose your gear. I wasn't infallible. I was not invincible. I tell my wife every time I, I made I made sure people knew where I was, and we we mapped it out. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, I got this. Pick me up at this time. I mean, it, dude, I was you know I had my life everything. You know, I was I was I was concerned going because I wasn't concerned about flipping. What I was truly concerned about was getting blocked by laydowns or a skinny section of the river that was just blocked. And I, I was in the middle of nowhere and I couldn't really portage my kayak around or something like that. That's what I was worried about. But Google, okay. it, it, it looked okay. And um, anyways, to get back to the point, cause I, I do ramble. Um, it, 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 it did affect me. It has affected me. It is affecting me. And the only choice I really had, I mean, personally was to write about it. And I don't mind those thoughts and those feelings being public. I don't really kind of care about those kind of things. The truth is awesome, and uh, I wrote about the experience kind of the best way I, I, I know how. And um, I was it, 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 it turned out people did it, like they enjoyed it. I, I suppose I mean not from a, a morbid standpoint, but um, uh, I guess um, there were there were messages and themes that sort of clicked with people. And uh, ultimately, what, what was a great thing was that the, the message of safety was one that sort of floated around. Um, no pun intended. Uh, you know, my life jacket was, I mean, without that, holy cow, I have no idea because, you know, when I was in that river, th- this, it was just, it was the place I, 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 I dipped. That was, that was it. Had, had I dipped in like the middle of the river, like from a balance thing, I might've lost a lot of gear, but it wouldn't have been the traumatic near death experience. I went right into a big tree, a big strainer and the, and, and the river wasn't incredibly fast. But it was cold and fast enough to do some damage, and I and I got trapped and stuck in my in my gear. So that was kind of the the, the crazy part. But yeah, getting getting back to, to your original question, um, yeah, I think that was sort of the final thing, the catalyst that 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 really wants me to kind of carry less and and be more efficient with what I have. It was the impetus for the change, you know. What what finally? Yeah, I, yeah, okay. maybe maybe the straw that broke the camel's back, sort of. Um, but you know, I I know me. And it's a pretty even, big stroll. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, even though I have the capacity to change and I say this or that, and I might do it a couple of times, there's that old, there's probably that, that old sort of hardened stubbornness in me that like when I'm going to an unfamiliar lake or if I got to travel this, like, I, I, I want to bring it all in the car. Whether or not I'll put it in my kayak is another question. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. One, one thing's for sure though. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, if I could pat myself on the back just for a second or just kind of just kind of be proud of myself. I mean, I'm really proud that, like, I was able to sort of get back on the horse, get out the next day um, and and sort of continue to do this kind of full speed with, you know, um, without any like, you know, psychological or emotional sort of kind of kind of deal. Because those things, you know, I'm a human. I'm susceptible to that. And some people are. So I'm sort of thankful that that hasn't like, you know, like, you know. I'm not a victim of that or that hasn't enveloped me. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And that really uh, kind of leads into the main thing we really wanted to talk about tonight. Um, yeah. Cause you write about it a lot is the mental game. And you yeah. know, that ex- exact experience is a perfect example. Like, you know, I, I you know, equate it to like uh, uh, you have a car accident and then every time you get in your car for totally. however long la- you get a sick feeling in your stomach. And I could totally. easily see that happening and how you overcome that. And, well, I, I, I don't know how I overcome it. I don't even know if I have overcome it. I mean, I'm, I don't, I mean, I mean, I'm definitely introspective, but I mean, those kind of experiences, I mean, they don't scar, necessarily scar you, but they're sort of with you. And there's lots of change that, that it impacts positively, but there's also, you know, probably some negative thoughts in there too. You know, I'm no, I'm no dummy. Um, but, um, you know, these are the things that we have to deal with in life. I mean, I mean, <laughs> life's a daily assault, man. I mean, you got to put out small fires all the time, stress crazy random shit i mean this is the reality and really your character obviously is how you deal with those things i mean i always haven't been great at dealing with those things i struggle with a lot of stuff but um i i'm comfortable with it man i'm comfortable discussing it i'm comfortable talking about it i'm 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 comfortable with the fact that it exists and things aren't perfect and that we have to go through things uh i i take uh huge comfort in a great support system of family and friends and I find a lot of uh, I find a lot of therapy, if you will, in um, writing, in expressing that stuff. I mean, some of it when I read it, I'm like, holy shit, did I just divulge that information? Did I just write that? 
but you know, ultimately, um, uh, it's a good thing. Ultimately, uh, it's a powerful thing to uh, express yourself and to be very truthful and candid. Uh, and uh, I tend to, I tend to, I mean, I mean, that approach to life, I think, is is a lot better than you know some other approaches. Right, right. I, I mean, th- I think a lot of what you see, especially on social media, is because you can you control the narrative. You can write whatever story you want, and so often. You look at people's stories and you think, "Oh, look at him; he's perfect." You know, nothing ever bad ha- happens, and you know, well, it's I not mean, necessarily truthful. It, it isn't, and that's really not a knock on people. I think we all we do that. If we're, if we're getting on, so I mean, even though get me for getting on social media was com- completely to find out about fishing, I mean, even I get suckered into that. Even I get suckered into showcasing the positive or or positioning things, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm certainly guilty of that. Um, but I but but I also try to really. I don't know, just kind of share it like it is. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really think there's a lot of fluff. And, and when I, and when I write in the style I write, I, I, I do want it to be sort of hard hitting and impactful and truthful. I'd like to, I'd like for it to have, you know, some sort of impact, you know, I think one of my favorite quotes for like social media is, um, <clears throat> don't use it to impress, use it to impact. So, I mean, you know, I think if, impact in some small degree or some large degree, even if it's, even if it like forces you to think about things that aren't necessarily fun or enjoyable, I think you're doing yourself and others kind of a service with that kind of interaction as opposed to, you know, the stuff that you're referring to. Absolutely. No, I a hundred percent agree. And uh, I, to me, as, as someone just learning though, it was comforting to see that my struggles weren't something you know, not that I ever assumed that nobody else struggles like that, but to see that everyone struggles like that, or to at least see well, big name people. Sean, Sean, let me, let me tell you, brother, um, you don't know the half. Um, this is not a condemnation. This is not, uh, this is not, uh, you know, criticizing anybody or making bad assumptions about anybody in the game. But I mean, if I just tell you some of the stories that I've shared in the, in this, and the, and the, and the, the, the human moments and the, I mean, the, the tears and the raw emotion that 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 from people that would never share anything like that on social media and don't. I mean, that stuff is real and it exists. Um, and to some degree, pe- other people don't. So to some degree, you know, it's it's not a terrible big deal to other people. And there's it's you know, there's really not a lot of emotion or passion invested. And that's not a criticism either. That's fine. That's normal. Right. For, for me, it's an ext- a ridiculous passion. I mean, an extreme one that was a factor in me quitting a career job with a, a, a secure pension. Um, and, and now, you know, there's a lot of, you know, it, that's, that's, that's a real big, bold move. So, I mean, uh, for, I mean, for me, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of that involved and uh, tournament fishing, while it's phenomenal, fun, adrenaline producing something I love to do. It's also produces bad anxiety. It also, it also, absolutely compromises my joy of fishing absolutely um but there's so much other things going for it that you know the the good definitely outweighs the bad but um there's lots of uh of of emotion and there's lots of um you know mental gymnastics in in in, in what we do especially for me man i mean i i i think i, I probably you know I, i'm a little you know, geared towards that kind of thing, maybe more than others. And, uh, and like, and like we mentioned, I, I, I sort of like writing about it and I sort of like sharing that. Let me ask you some, if you're having a rough day on the water, like you're not getting the bites or not sure. the bites you want. Um, you know, I know with me, like I get, start getting frustrated and then Absolutely. I'm, not, I'm not paying or I'm not, uh, really focusing on, doing like working a technique right or something like that because i'm thinking about my frustration and all that is there like something you do to bring you back down to the level-headedness to do it do you have anything that you yes actually i do uh and i I think it's something that's that's fairly common um i have some texting buddies man i got some texting buddies that even if they don't get the message it's just good for me to dump out how i'm feeling or some sort of frustration Uh, even a a freaking emoji I know it sounds lame and and just childish or something like that, but just some sort of release because you're all there on your own. And it's so 
frustrating. Let me just tell you that like this should be fifteen thousand dollars more in my PayPal for two fish on the national trail that like are heartbreakingly burned into my memory for well, that will be forever. The, how I lost them, the hook, the blow up, you know, what I did to play them. Um, I mean, there, there's some true agony out there. But for me, like I say, um, it, it's it's sometimes the release of a text. Um, you know, my wife Maria is, you know, invaluable in that respect. Uh, she, she's really supportive on the water. And I got a really couple, I got a really couple buddies who really understand me for who I am and kind of how I express myself in private like that. And they really sort of, uh, you know, have some, some some nice things to say or just allow me to get that release. Another thing uh, that I do is literally in my head, say the words, keep casting. Just I say that, just keep casting, go through that muscle memory, keep doing what you've done three billion times in your life before, which is cast. Keep casting, be smart about it, get that right angle, think about your lure, think about what it's doing, think about the depth. Think about exactly what you're trying to do. Just get your head away from either what just happened or, um, you know, whatever it is that's bothering you with what's unfolding. And and you, ju you just have to keep casting down to that last minute. Time and time again have I seen huge catches in the last 20 minutes, the last five minutes, the last 10 minutes that just really turn things around uh, for people. But listen, uh, don't let me make it seem like I'm, you know, the master of this technique. I mean, I've thought about it. I've, 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 you know, I've imparted it and I've been successful sometimes, but man, sometimes I fall apart out there. Sometimes I don't handle myself at all. And sometimes it just gets the best of me, which, um, you know, what I was talking about early with tournaments. I mean, sometimes they compromise um, what fishing has meant to me my whole life, which is an escape from stress, escape from the cacophony of the city's freaking landscapes. I mean, just completely what I live for and enjoy. I mean, I dance to the, to the beat of that drum out there. Um, and then in a tournament, I mean, that can all go wrong because that competitiveness just kind of overtakes you. So you have to learn, you have to grow, you have to like, I mean, that's ugly. I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like that in me. I mean, I mean, on several occasions, it's prevented me from shaking the hand of a winner and, and, and not, enjoying the camaraderie of a post-tournament stuff and I've gone home and been angry and you know and and you know that's that's an example of how that's you know that's not what you're supposed to be getting out of tournaments and supposed to be getting out of fishing so you know whether it's a couple words in your head like keep casting um whether it's having a, a support system that you're, you can kind of text take another thing I do that actually um I'll, I have a lot of content that'll be coming out in the next few months things that I have just have been putting together and, and coming out. And one of them is the importance of, of hydration. One of the things I do if I'm feeling bad, whether I'm thirsty or not, or whether I think I need a break or not, is I take a break and I, and I, and I eat some fruit or I chug a juice or I chug a kombucha, which is the tea I enjoy, or I chug a water. And, I, and it's literally like a moment of meditation or a little break and it doesn't last too long. And I get right back to what I'm doing. And sometimes I can tell, you know, I got, I got a grit, I got a, you know, a scowl on my face. I can feel it in my body, but you just have to use that muscle memory and keep passing and don't do anything different. Don't start freaking out with the reel. Don't start casting erratically. Don't, you know, like think you got to clip off all your lures and tie on new ones. You just have to, there's just some sort of respite and some sort of approach to just get that, get that calm again and just kind of continue with, 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 with what you're doing. That's definitely something I struggle with a lot. Once I, once I start down that road, then yeah. it's, it's snowballs because it's then snowballs, yeah. I can't tie knots pro appropriately. And then I break Ooh. off and, and then, you know, it's just, it's like, it's yeah, that's, that's I, real. That's real. If it's, if it's affecting like your ability to do the fundamental, yeah, that's, that's something that, you know, you really got to kind of, I mean, however you see fit really, really sort of buckle down with. Um, yeah. When it starts affecting the fundamentals of your fishing, I mean, that's, that's huge. That prevents you from perhaps having the success that you need for, with whatever time's remaining. Um, and I think you can learn, you know, I think, you know, um, I think the, the, the best thing is to keep grinding. And when you, when you eventually do have success, I mean, that, that really helps you out. That really, like when you do persevere and you get, you, you, you know, like all of a sudden your afternoon is great or you do uh, make an adjustment or you do overcome some frustration and you're successful. I mean, I, I really think that's when you really understand, you know, the power of maintaining positivity and, and doing what you need to do to, you know, focus or concentrate. And this is true for for athletes or people engaged in these kind of hobbies and passions, or, you know, whatever it is. 
was going to say. I can't, I, I, I can't imagine the guys, you know, at the pro level fishing for 300 grand. Or, oh, man. I, I can't, like, like when I watch those those older Hank Cherry videos when he, like, kind of lost uh, at the earlier Bassmaster Classic before he won, you know, or, or just any heartbreaking loss. I've seen the years of watching Bassmaster television. I mean, I can't even imagine that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I still, I, I can still get angry about a bass I lost at Lake Wachita at the FLW Cup, or not winning a damn Hobie Bass Open when I should have. Um, I still get mad at that. Uh, so I mean, I can't imagine those guys whose you know career, careers are over, or their mortgage payment, or or something doesn't like one or two fish. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah, I feel you. I I had back in the fall, I had something happen where. Um, it was only it was a small local tournament. There's only like there's less than thirty people, I think, or like twenty something people. And I I was high. Like I I, ended up, I was high. I, I, I do what? No, it's high. <laughs> oh high. Oh, I thought you were like I was high. I was like, well, that's not a bad thing. I mean, shit, if that's how you calm down when we go don't do it in a tournament, no, it's probably I'll, illegal, but <laughs> No, I was tied with another guy, and he, but he had the bigger uh, fish. Okay, uh, like his biggest fish was bigger than my biggest fish, so he was sure. in third. I was in fourth, and I didn't, I guess, check my pictures real well when I uploaded one. And yeah. when I got home, I was looking at them, and I found I actually had a picture where one of my fish measured a quarter inch bigger than. Uh, than the one that I submitted of it. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. And that would have well, put me in third and gave me like an 80, $88 paycheck. And yeah, uh, that, that, that's, that's huge. That still you're, haunts you're, me. Yeah. You're uh, I mean, it, it is angler responsibility and boy, man, I've, I've screwed up in pictures before. And you know, what some people don't realize is that's, that's, that's a part of the challenge. I mean, eventually you get used to it and, and it shouldn't present a problem, but you know, in my first year, there were all types of gaffes. There were all types of mistakes, both in live tournaments and online. I mean, not not too many, you know, but there's some. And, uh, you know, glare and IDs and uh, moving fish and excitement, that all, that, all, that all conspires to, you know, to, to make a bad picture. So um, having, a, having a, a good CPR, a catch photo release routine is, is crucial. So once you get that down, um, you know, the, your chances for mistakes, I, I think, are limited. But, man. We all make them. I just made one. I think it cost me hundreds of dollars in the uh, Wisconsin State Challenge. I, 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 I don't even know what happened. I think I wasn't even sure of my catches. I, I caught so many big fish within 40 minutes at one lake, and and the wind was blowing so hard that I couldn't take accurate pictures. So I have pictures. I think of the same fish that are like four minutes apart, and there was sun and shade and smallies. I don't know if you know this, but they'll change color. That the stripes will. When, when they're out of the water or in a net or stressed, they'll go from light to dark. So I was like looking at my pictures. I'm like, is this this? And I think I really screwed. I think I screwed myself out of one, one and a quarter inches, which either would have put me in first or second. And, I, and it was my fault. And I, so I, and I couldn't do anything. And I, and I didn't know. So I actually deleted one of the pictures on the app. And next thing I know, I'm in third place. But it's completely my fault. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're in it to win, you got you to take good snaps, man. <laughs> that's i think it's a good idea to practice that too i mean we, we yeah, have man, totally. here before is practice your catch photo release so even totally. if you're fun fishing Absolutely. and you have the time just you know Absolutely. get that habit so just like you said it's muscle memory if it's something you do it every time Bingo. Bingo. the same way 
You know, no, I'm, a, I mean, I'm a go ahead. I'm, I'm a big fan of a net. I know some guys don't use them. I know some guys use fish grips or whatever. I'm a big fan of the net because I think it not only calms the fish down, it calms you down, and it gives you an opportunity to get things ready. And if 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 you can't have your CPR station sort of half ready, it gives you an opportunity to get it ready. For me, it's sort of half ready. The board there by me. I have a hand towel that's always folded under my seat because a hand towel is a crucial to me. Keeps my dry hands. Wet hands and CPR don't mix whatsoever. Any fish hands, they don't mix. To keep that dry hand for the phone and the camera and everything else is kind of like an important thing to me. So, yeah, that that routine. A net, a towel, um, your catch board, of course. And, oh, you know what? Actually, the, that new, the new catch ID and the uh, little metal holder from Patrick the Guys and Blue Fox Gifts, man, that thing is, they're awesome. And what was once a two-piece adventure for me now becomes one piece. It's on my board. It folds down. It's right there. There's no worrying about your identifier, where it is, you know, pulling it out, flying off, or anything like that. So it's kind of a neat thing to have that all in one piece. It's funny that you say that because I, sh- I don't know if you can see this, but this was one of my photos from this weekend. And mm-hmm. can you see the problem yeah. with that photo? <laughs> my uh, Hold on. Let me see well, if I can enlarge it. I, it looks like the identifier is there. Let's see. Let me look uh, let's at it. see. Well, it's, oh, my, it's, my, my it's identifier came off the Velcro, and I didn't oh. notice it until after I took the fish off the board and let ah, it go. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. Some, I, yeah. I, part, part, yeah. Part of the routine has to be like, okay, mouth closed on the fence, ID showing, no glare on the board. All right, pick. Yeah. And, you know, so, uh, I, luckily, my ID was behind me. I didn't lose it, and I was able to yeah. attach it, but I missed that fish because of it. Ooh, so, yeah. for, for that tournament, it, I had the one written on my hand, so that was there for my other yeah. tournament. But uh, I've, I've had a learning issues. experience. Yep. <laughs> I've had issues before, you know, my tourney tag, having it on my catch board and just putting it under my seat, like leaving it on the board. And, and then whenever I need it, pull the board out. Well, the tourney tag ain't on it. It's up under my seat somewhere, so I'm feeling all around trying to find it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the last, it's, it's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, it's the last thing you want to do is look for stuff I, in your car. I, I, I need to get one of those uh, one of those catch identifiers put on there. I love it. it I just have to make sure it's on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, mine stays on there. You know, with, the, with that Velcro, I mean, you really got to press it in. It's like that new brand of Velcro where you, like, got to really snap it, not like your old shoelace. You, you yeah. Really snap it in and I, I found that they, they've held up pretty well um it hasn't gone through a, a full tournament grind a full season you know of crazy shit. i mean it's, it's still a little early in the season i suppose um but uh so far it's 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 uh it's it's pretty cool and it's held up well and i enjoy it yeah no i i like it because it it kind of stays out of the way like with my turning tag i was always having to slide it up or down the board yeah depending yeah, on the size yeah. of the fish this yeah. one stays right by the fence so you know if you're seeing the fence you're seeing the tag yeah so. no i think it's a i think it's 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 great and uh it was good it was good uh good design from catch no i agree so um uh one other thing i was going to ask you about another thing that i i i tend to i and it's weird if if I'm by myself on the water, away from anybody else, it's not in my mind. But the second I see someone close to me, I'm always like, "Wait, am I gonna be in his area? Is he gonna be in my area? How does how do you get past that mental game?" Uh well, for me, it is a mental game. I don't really like people near me. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I, I don't mean to be a jerk about it at all. I mean, I mean, they're they're in fact. This topic is kind of funny because there was sort of a recent hiccup that it, uh, there was a little hiccup involving me and some other competitors um, in a recent tournament. I mean, that's no big deal at all. But um, I don't, you know, when I'm out there and like lines in at 630 or 7, I'm getting to my spot. I mean, I definitely don't like, you know, 100 feet away or 200 feet away or like, you know, three or four kayaks congregating on a point. I mean, I don't like it. I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll fish behind people. I mean, sometimes it's inevitable. And, you know, it always pays to be friendly and just discuss things. It's, it's ultimately not worth any aggression or any, you know, true frustration. But if you're asking me point blank, how do I feel about it or how do I deal with it? I don't like it. I don't like people next to me. I, I really, pref- since I was a child <laughs> or, you know, young teen or whatever, I prefer, you know, kind of having the environment to myself. But, you know, in tournaments on, ver- on varying sizes of bodies of water, you don't always have that luxury. 
So you're going to have to deal with it is, is what you do. So uh, you got to let your fishing do, do, do the talking. I mean, if, if there's a couple people there, I hope that you're on them. I hope that you're, you're sort of making the right cast at the right angles with the right lures. Uh, and if you feel it's too crowded, I really hope you have plan B, C, and D ready to go because uh, that's ultimately what you might have to do or you might have to make some smart adjustment to deal with that. But, um, you know, I, I, I really I really try to make it so that, you know, I'm in an area that uh, I'm on my own in. <laughs> it doesn't always work that way, but I prefer it that way, and I, and I try to do what I can uh, to get myself in that position. Ryan, I was going to ask you about that, like how you how you feel about that. Like, I know I don't know if it's my insecurity or what that I'm like, oh, gosh, am I looking like a total goof over here? Oh, why is he throwing that there? You know, that'll never work. You know, I don't know if it's it's that part of it in my head or or what, but it definitely well, it, 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 it gets in my head for sure. Well, let me say this. I've I've thought the same thing about other people sometimes like. Why is he throwing that there? That don't make any sense. <laughs> and and seeing them catch fish, so I don't do that yeah. anymore. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it weirder things have happened. Um, me personally, like even in, I don't know. It's funny because the last tournament, not only wasn't the last tournament I did, one of the last tournaments I did, I rushed. Like it, it was. We've t- I've talked about it on here before. Is Williamsport. Um, for anybody that hasn't heard me talk about it before, Dusty, you may, you probably are not very familiar with it. It's basically, it's a spot, it's ran by TWRA here in Tennessee, and it's got several different big ponds on them. They call them lakes, they're big ponds, um, that are trolling motor only. Well, we have tournaments out there, and you can pick between the three lakes, uh, which. Uh, which one you want to go to. So, you know, we did our little captain's meeting and then everybody took off to go to the different lakes, whichever one they wanted to go to. Well, I, <laughs> try to try to rush over there. Yeah. So like I jump in the truck, I, I start heading down there. I'm, I'm rushing. I get down to the one that I thought a bunch of people were going to go to. I was the first one there uh, unloading everything and then realized I was the only one that ended up going there. <laughs> and, and, and that, that blew my mind. But as I was fishing, I was like, I, you know, I was catching plenty of fish. I mean, they were all small, but I was catching fish. But I'm like, my, my buddy had invited me to come up to the other one and fish with him. And I'm like, I should have went and fished with him because, like, <laughs> like I, I, I want it. I don't know. I, I like fishing with other people. I, I like, you know, fishing with friends. And, like, if I'm not doing well in tournament, at least I have – a good time making a memory with a buddy of mine. Sure, and, absolutely. Yeah, we get to and, talk and laugh, and and that part helps me whenever I'm not catching fish or not catching what I want. You know, like I said, I'm still having a good time. Well, I, ultimately, camaraderie is what the sport's about, and ultimately, camaraderie is what we should be enjoying. Um, there, I mean, and I think most people will tell you that. Um, I'm sure, sure, there's competitive stuff in everybody. Uh, there's nothing wrong with racing the spots and, you know, and, and, and that and there's certainly nothing wrong with um, uh, un- unwinding or helping yourself accept what's going on, through hanging out and talking with other people, especially if they're kind of willing to do so. And there are, uh, there are a lot of tournaments where um, that's just the best thing to come out of them. Um, and there's lots of tournaments where I've wound up doing that as well, you know, just kind of hitting the bank with a friend or talking or just being in the same area and we're within shouting distance or something like that. And it's and it's great that way, um, uh, but you know, just to, to to be to be brutally honest, I mean, I, I I prefer in a competitive setting to fish by myself, you know, in a in a fun setting or in a leisurely setting. The more the merrier. A good friend or a great spot, and you get to share that experience. It's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm on my way to do that this week uh, to go up to the UP and meet a buddy to uh, to to go pedal to an island and fish a lake in the middle of an island in Lake Superior and fish the bay. Some crazy stuff in the UP. So that's what it's really all about at the core of things. Um, that's what I really truly enjoy at the core of things. No, and I, well, you know, I think that's a good reminder. It's just, you know, when put everything aside and the reason why we do this uh, is because of then that initial love that we had. Abs- absolutely. And that love, that, that, that kind of love or that passion, whether you love doing solo stuff, that should never translate into negativity. One thing I've been really good at in the last one thing I've really 
learned to do, uh, probably in the last year or so, is to let it go as soon as lines out. As soon as lines out, if the worst tournament, frustrating tournament, a heartbreaking loss, it's I might I might I might curse and be frustrated during the tournament, but as soon as it's over, as soon as it's over and you're just kind of cruising back, it, it is what it is. I mean, you just you can't help it. You you're you're forced to draw the positives from it and you're forced to draw the 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 good things from it. Otherwise, it might be, you know, it might be a negative thing. And when that and, you know, when those things pile up, it becomes something you don't enjoy doing and you have to um, not let that happen. Yeah. What were you going to say, it, Ryan? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say my perspective on it is also from somebody that don't generally do that well in tournaments. Anyways, you know, I'm usually, you know, I'm, I'm middle of the pack kind of guy. I might get a, you know, I think I've had one top five well uh, maybe more than that for small tournaments that are like 10 15 people but like I'm, I'm not generally somebody that's winning or placing in the money so maybe if when i get to that point where i am placing the money maybe my perspective will change on that as far as you know wanting to be kind of to myself and focusing on the fishing maybe but you know i guess it's uh, we're we're a little bit i'll just say we're a little bit uh different uh on that because you you do place in the money quite often or you know place in the top quite often so thinking maybe this well, yeah. so the, the, the last few tournaments not, the last few tournaments I, I really haven't been and that's something that's definitely got to change but um, no, I mean, you know, ultimately, Ryan, uh, you know, your your experience and your attitude is what's good and what 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 should be promoted and what should be advocated. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's ultimately what should be advocated. I mean, for me, I mean, I'm wanting to be alone and kind of concentrate on my, on my own area. I mean, I think of people will understand the vast majority of people probably agree with me but um you know uh after that after that you know after that personal game you play yourself after that competition technically with other people on the field from lines into lines out after that's done all of that needs to be released and all of that needs to be washed away and you need to put a smile on your face and you need to be positive and you need to celebrate that exact thing that you're talking about um, with other people that's your duty responsibility that's what makes this worth doing um sure there's going to be feelings sure there's going to be emotion let's not kid ourselves we're filling our gas tanks I, we're we're spending money or tra i'm traveling across the country and stuff i mean sometimes the stakes get you know a, a little real if you will um but but you're but but but, but like i keep repeating you know the ultimate theme is that there has to be love, passion, joy, and that's got to be, you know, outweighing any negative stuff. Three to one, five to one, ninety-nine to one. Otherwise, you know, it it, it gets dumb and confusing and, and aggravating and, and ultimately not worth it. And I, I think that's one of the coolest things about our support, our sport in particular. And maybe, you know, I haven't, I didn't come from the big bass boat world or anything. So I just going off of what I've heard, but yeah, I've me too. Heard I heard that, yeah. that the kayak community is a different kind of place. And from my experience yeah. so far, even in the grassroots stuff, it has been like that, but that people will go out of their way to do stuff for you and to help you and to um, teach you. And, and to the point where, I almost regretted not getting into it sooner because I went into it thinking, oh, you know, I don't want to be that guy that everybody's like, oh, gosh, this guy's back here again. But it, it, it's not, it hasn't <laughs> been like that at all. And so anybody out there that is is on the fence about it for that reason, I would say jump in and try it because you'll be surprised at, at the love and compassion and, you know, camaraderie that there really is. Yeah, at all levels of the of the kayaking community, angling community. Because I, I I think you're absolutely I think you're absolutely right, and uh, I can I can I can I can testify to um, people who have done you know marvelous and wonderful things for me, complete strangers too, especially after the incident that we were talking about earlier. I mean, I can speak to that personally, and I've been that person for people for people first uh, uh, starting out and wanting to know how to do this or what I would do there or fishing with me or 
needing a, a particular bait on the water or something like that. I mean, there, there's, 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 there's lots of great examples of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I lost. What, was the, what did you originally ask? I lost, I lost my train of thought. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know if there was a question in there or not. I was just commenting that I agree with you. So all right, fair enough. Sean, you were talking about, uh, you know, you were thinking people were thinking like, oh, there's this guy again. Well, I didn't want to say anything, but, you know, when oh, we yeah, were yeah. at Dale Hollow, you know, there were some things that were not playing. Not playing. I did almost hit Jimmy <laughs> in the face with that uh, top water lure. If you're hitting people in the face with top waters, you're probably not going to be welcome at tournaments. <laughs> yeah. Probably not going to be welcome anywhere close to him at that point. Totally, don't get that guy. Don't get that guy near me, man. <laughs> but but with no, Jimmy, he... his beard would have like blocked it for him, you know. Maybe. Uh, no, no, it was. <laughs> I've, it seen, was I've seen some nasty hooks embedded in people's hands and face, man. And I I know that day's coming for me soon, and I, I it's inevitable. And I just hope that it's like not bad. Hope it's something I can like take out myself or do the big trick with or something. Hopefully, it's in a remote so, area. A couple of years ago, I got really lucky. Um, I was fishing. I was fishing with the Whopper Plopper, and I cast it, and it got stuck in a tree by the bank. And uh, I was kind of pulling on it, trying to get it uh, to come loose. And all of a sudden, it come flying back at me. Luckily, I had my, my sunglasses on because it came and hit me right here in the face. And it hit, hit my glasses and hit my nose. And luckily, one of the hooks had cut my nose right there. But other than that, it didn't stick in me or nothing, and it went flying to the other side. But, man, that could it's, have been bad. It's always the whopper plopper. Man, those hooks are – they're yeah. sharp. Sharp, yeah. Real big and sharp. Yeah. I've had the same thing where my sunglasses saved me once or twice, and I kept thinking, you know, ah, man, that could have been really bad. So, yeah, th sunglasses are a good thing to have. Even yeah, you know, they I are a piece of safety equipment, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, seriously, like all these hooks and stuff. I mean, you know, Adam Riser, I'm surprised he don't wear like a hockey mask now. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, there's been a couple times. I just had no glasses or I forgot my glasses and it's just been a nightmare if the sun's out on the water all day. Uh, it's just an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Uh, I think I think a couple times uh, some some tungsten weights have hit my uh, hit my glasses and a couple times uh, you know lures in general. So uh, yeah, they're, they're, you know it's, it's nice to have those things on. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, we are actually hitting a, hitting an hour here. So real quick, uh, Dusty, I just wanted to ask you maybe. If you had one piece of advice for a beginning fisherman, uh, somebody maybe just getting into tournaments uh, or, you know, just in general, uh, do you know what that would be? Oh, God. I mean, there's I, <laughs> well, I – th I you know, I think we touched on some of those points uh, in this in this broadcast. I think um, staying positive uh, is, is – um, it's one of the biggest challenges for me. It's not that negativity destroys me. It's – um, there's just a tendency to not stay positive. And I think that um, someone coming into the sport um, hopefully has those sort of characteristics and, you know, through any type of adversity, if they, if, they, if, they, if they experience it that way, can sort of maintain positivity. Certainly the cliche of having fun, like we mentioned before, ultimately this is not worth it if you're not having fun. So for if, if whether it's a uh, likable hobby or whether it's a deep passion, do whatever you can do to 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 um, you know make sure that you're doing that. Um, use your resources. The resources out there available are ridiculous. Talk to people, learn from people, ask questions, scour YouTube. I mean, if you want to learn something or if you need to know a new technique or any sort of information, believe me, it's out there. People are willing to help. There's a huge resource in social media. Uh, so um, get involved. Don't be shy. Ask questions, um, especially if you want to sort of learn and grow as an angler. Um, don't be afraid to try new things. If all you do is throw a chatterbait, you could probably be successful. But please, you know, branch out into some other things. Don't be afraid to sort of learn, you know, learn some new techniques. 
these are some of the things that I might I might you know tell somebody that's kind of just getting into it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dusty, we appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, no uh, problem. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, you want to real quick, you know, shout out sponsors and where yeah, we can follow you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of, of course, the uh, best platform in the world, in my opinion, uh, Hobie Fishing. I'd like to give a big shout out to them. Uh, Duke and Catch Products and Catch Outdoors. We got a thing out there. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working with a uh, small apparel company out in Texas uh, called Real Sportswear. And uh, I'm real thankful for their support. They got they got a fantastic uh, line of uh, fishing and performance wear. And uh, Dakota, Lithi- Dakota Lithium Batteries, man, um, I they're, they're everywhere I go. And they certainly power my passion. <laughs> and where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at uh, on Facebook at Dusty Yacker or Instagram at Dusty Yacker, Y-A-K-K-E-R. And, uh, you know, I post, I, I post uh, fairly regularly. And next couple months will probably be exploding with content because I have so much that, uh, you know, I just got to just dump it out. <laughs> and, and then, of course, uh, uh, be on the lookout for two new episodes from Catch Outdoors. We're going to release... Uh, an episode where uh, we're chasing uh, trout 8,000 feet up uh, in Colorado in the uh, in the mountains. And then we have an awesome uh, episode on the White River with Cody Milton, uh, uh, also fishing for uh, big German brown trouts uh, on fast-moving river with, uh, with jerkbaits. So um, we got some really cool episodes coming out. Hopefully you can enjoy those. You can find those uh, at Catch Outdoors. We're also going to be launching a new website, uh, so we'll be we'll, we'll have a big announcement about that soon. So, got some cool, cool. things. Awesome. Yeah, some of the stuff that Catch has done has been really the production value is amazing. You know, oh, so. well, I, yeah, we, we work really hard on that. I'm actually the creative director for Catch, and I I, I we I, I do the I do the episodes, and I work with um with a wonderful uh, editor and videographer uh, named Vasily Grafakis. And uh, the two of us put together the episode. So I really appreciate you saying that. We, 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 we'd really like to get that out to a larger audience. Cool. Yeah, definitely, guys, if you're interested, check it out because it's good stuff. So, yeah. And while you're waiting on those, go back and watch some of their previous stuff because they, they, they do have some pretty pretty awesome uh, videos that come out of them fishing. Yeah, we, got, we, got, we, have a, we, have, yeah, we have a ton of stuff. And if you, go to, if you go to Catch Outdoors at YouTube, you can see a lot of the stuff that we had posted previously. And uh, with the launch of our new website shortly, that's where we're going to house our episodes. So we'll direct traffic there, and you can you can watch the uh, the videos in glorious HD there. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, thanks for thanks for your time tonight, guys. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for representing uh, Pal and Finn, man. It's been awesome. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks again. We'll we'll have to have you on again because it's been awesome. yeah. Anytime. And next time, maybe we'll get a chance to talk uh, technique. There you go. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't really get around to that. I was excited. About that. I love talking about that. Cool. All right, everybody. Appreciate everybody listening. And uh, check us out again next week. Till then, this has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, bringing you the techniques, tricks, and tips to help you rip more lips. Later, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.